This is The Daily Undoing for February 25th, 2019. I'm David Cadet, and together with Mark Bobin, we're undoing the way marketing is done. Having featured the resurgence of Queen in an episode way back in November, we were elated but not surprised to see its success come full circle, culminating in Queen's opening of the Academy Awards last night. There's nothing more to share here about the mark or the band that hasn't been either brilliantly portrayed in the movie or pointed out as being missing or erroneous in the movie by critics, pundits, and Queen nerds around the world. Instead, I wanted to reminisce about my first experience with Queen, for which I sat hovered over my computer attempting to draw visuals from the deepest recesses of my memory, which took me back some 42 years. But the fact is, that was too long ago, so I had to cheat. QSetList.FM. A couple of keywords, a couple of mouse clicks, and I was there. It was literally like pulling out a digital file from my brain. And it said this. March 16th, 1977, Southern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium, Queen Setlist. Suddenly I was transported right back to my seat. I remember the opener, Tie Your Mother Down, the lead track from the album that was being supported in that tour, A Day at the Races. The sound was monstrous. And I recall sitting there amazed at how that little custom-made guitar of Brian May could create that wall of sound. I had to play the next song appearing on setlist.fm, Ogre Battle, to rediscover that which went way over my head when I witnessed it live back in the day. This song, from Queen 2, is an absolute tour de force, not only of May's guitar mastery, but the tempo-changing genius of drummer Roger Taylor and bassist John Deacon. The dudes who, like most rhythm sections in rock bands, hardly get any love. How did they pull up that song live? And Mercury's lyrics. This guy had some serious dark imagery in his head. But I was just getting started. I sat there and clicked through each of the 19 songs on the set list and the four encore performances, including a cover of Jailhouse Rock. Setlist.fm gave me a couple hours back of my teenage years, served as the conduit to my past, and brought back a seminal moment in my life. Movies, and in particular biopics, pursue the challenge of bringing someone real to life through the collaborations of dozens or hundreds of people. Bohemian Rhapsody was noble in this pursuit, despite the haters who nitpicked the minutiae. But as I watched Adam Lambert overdo Mercury and the grey-haired surviving members of the band attempt to exhume the endorphin rush they must have no doubt felt on stage in their heyday, my emotions were mixed. Admiration for the legacy, for sure, but sadness for the moments long since locked away in our memories. But, I guess, that's what makes our memories so valuable. And in this case, it demonstrates the value of something like setlist.fm. We can always bring memories back. Hit repeat and listen as often as we like. You can listen to this podcast as often as you like too, but we'd invite you to go back and search out the many episodes we've built up as we approach number 100 in a couple of weeks. Here on The Daily Undoing.